0: You're listening to the Busy Business Bitches Podcast, the creative entrepreneur source for bold, bossy, and sometimes busy business advice with your host, Misha Hetty and Alicia
1: Wicker. Hello, and what is up, party people? Welcome to the podcast of the B3 Society, which is hosted by Alicia Jellybean Wicker and myself, Misha Gummy Bear (laughs) Hetty. Are they organic, though? Uh, they are organic, organic jelly bean and organic gummy bear. Uh, this po- this uh, podcast is actually the red hot business advice that you need to, uh, to change your life. Really? We're, we're just, we're doing this for the community. We're doing this because we want to change the world. Kumbaya, but, y'all. There's, a, there's something you need to know first. We're going to use bad words.
0: Probably lots of them. Sprinkle throughout yeah. just like pepper on your fries. Wait, it's not all people use what? pepper on their fries. Who puts pepper on their fries? I do sometimes. <laughs> what? Which leads me into we will be using bad words, so you need to click off in three, two, one. Pepper on my fucking fries. Yes, I do it. <laughs> Who puts pepper on their fucking fries? I. Somebody, please. Besides Misha, tell me you put pepper <laughs> on your fucking
1: fries. I think I am not the only one that does this. <laughs> never even thought about that. That's so weird. I will tell you my food habit that I am, I don't want to say I'm most ashamed of it because there's lots of bad eating habits I have. Like whenever someone with like vegan one, two, three, four follows me on Instagram, I'm like, I'm only going to disappoint you later. Don't follow me. (laughs) Um, But I put ketchup on my scrambled eggs, like super just Sammy, no matter where I am. I'll do it at at a restaurant and that my husband is always so embarrassed. Wow. I don't, I, Sammy does it. I mean, I just, for me,
0: I put like green sauce on my eggs. Sammy is a child. Yeah, Sammy is a child. (laughs) And I put green sauce and I, I'm sure it's not actually called green sauce. It's like, like like, tapatio or whatever, like hot sauce
1: or. Yeah, like hot sauce, but whatever the green sauce is the green hot sauce. Oh, well, learn something new every day. Pepper on the fries, green sauce on the eggs. Ah, today, we are not talking about diner orders. We are talking about <laughs> bitchy old ladies. Even better, because you'll find them at right? a the diner too. I can see how you would really um, be like, this is clearly not a business podcast, but it really, really is. I promise. In a second, it'll all make sense. It will. We will really get down to the whole nitty gritty of all this, but you know us,
0: we like to shoot the shit. So that's, what's going to happen.
1: But you're, you're, let, let's be honest, happy. We're just here to hear us talk about stupid shit. So, all right. Uh, old ladies. So here's the deal. I get picked on. I was just telling Alicia this, um, off show behind the scenes, y'all. Woo. Uh, and I was telling her I get picked on by old ladies a lot. Like, I don't know what it is about the old ladies, but they just really feel like, I don't know what it is about me. Cause it's a lot of different old ladies. Can you, you didn't hear that. Did you? No, wow. I didn't hear that. Oh, I heard that. God bless America. You guys, <laughs> I let my dog out of the bedroom and, uh, under the auspices that she would behave herself, but apparently she forgot because she is a dog. Well, anyway, she's so
0: damn cute though. We'll all forgive her.
1: Thank you. I'll put a note to uh, a link to a picture of my dog in the show notes if you want to know what my dog looks like. You do she's oh. very cute. Speaking of bitches, old ladies, <laughs> uh, picture of them. Yes. So old ladies make comments to me, uh, usually about my hair. Sometimes it's about whatever the fuck it is, whatever their observation is. And usually it's a snarky, shitty observation. Like one old lady was like, oh, did you do that? Did you do that color to yourself? Because, you know, it washes out, dear. I'm like, thank you.
0: Thank you. Did she have like, what color was her hair? Did she have the standard old lady blue hair?
1: It was blackish grayish. Oh, she hadn't gotten to that point that she needed to dye it all the way. No, well, she dyes it, but she dyes it black. So there's like an inch of like gray roots and then there's black. Dude, I've been like, you need to step off a bitch. You are not like Vidal
0: Sassoon. You can suck it right now.
1: Right? like apparently your shit doesn't wash out, but whatever. Um, and then the other kind of old ladies that I get commentary from, and they're not always old. Sometimes they are my age. Sometimes they're, you know, 50. Sometimes they are 83 years old. A lot of them just say, I really wish I could have done that. I wish I could do that. I wish I were as brave as you. I wish... And it's fucking stupid because it's hair color, you guys. It's
0: it's not... I wish I could be blonde, but I know that's not going to happen. I already tried that once and I came out with orange hair. Obviously, See, went this- to the wrong person,
1: but... You've tried. These people, these women, and it's almost always women... Only one time was it a dude, but they always uh, come up to me and say, I wish I could do that. I wish I, I wish I was as brave as you. And I'm like, I am not fucking brave. I like sweat, physical sweat. When I think about going to the dentist, I am not a brave person. I actually cry at the dentist.
0: Really? Recently? yeah. yeah, like (laughs) Like the, like. Probably two years ago when I had to, they had to do some work on my shitty teeth and that was for the shot to numb me. And I've gotten, Ooh. I've had so much dental work, you know, starting like when I was 15 to however old I am now, way old. And so it I think the fear just started building in me. So now it's like, bah. yeah, I'm a total pussy at the dentist office. So uh, you, people think that we're brave, but clearly we're not that brave. We're brave in other ways. Just
1: not the dentist or. (laughs) Right. Not the dentist or when confronted by an old lady, apparently. But the thing is, all right, and here's where we finally get into, oh, this makes sense now. The business shit. Um, The other place I hear that a lot is from people who are, uh, generally speaking, nine to fivers. Or people who are starting to tiptoe into the online world and they see stuff that we're doing and they're like, Oh well I wish I could do video but I'm not that brave. I'm like, bitch, I'm not brave. I'm not, I'm so not brave.
0: No. I you know, there's so many things where you'll see like especially with the nine to fivers where it's like, Oh, I wish I could do that and it's like, Well, you can do it. There's there's no one holding you back. There's no law oh, that no precludes you. There's nothing stopping you that from doing it. It's You just need to like switch gears in your mind of like, I could do this if I made a plan and I stuck to it. There's, It's so funny because you'll get, I've gotten snark from a dude, a dude you know. I've gotten snark and he's like, must be nice for you, but I can't do that because I have to support a family. Like, oh, great. All right, fucker let me give you Smackdown right now. <laughs> Cause it's like, yes. no, do you think I'm just over here? Like, you know, I, I'm just a kept woman. And, um, I just, you know, I just decided to make a business happen. I just decided to make it profitable. It wasn't like it's done.
1: <laughs> it was just use your money for glitter. You don't use your money to support your family. You don't use it to like put food on the table. You use it to glitterify your tampons, right? I do. I, and that's going to be a big <laughs> seller
0: one day. I tell you, that's going to be a big one, as long as I can get FDA approval on it.
1: Girl boss, tampons. <laughs> tampons with glitter. So you're um, always in the flow. What? Yeah. Ugh. Ew. No. Gross. Delete, delete. So, backing up. Yeah, 9 to fivers. a lot of the time. I wish I could do that. I wish I could go out on my own. I wish, I wish, I wish... Here's the thing, you guys, if you have a dream in you, and you're, if you're saying it to make conversation, that's cool. I get it. We say a lot of bullshit when we're making small talk, a lot of just stupid shit. But if you're saying it because you mean it and you genuinely have a dream, you want to be a writer. You want to be an interior designer. You want to be a fucking glittery tampon designer, whatever it is that you want to do. If it is burning in your soul, uh, dreams, they don't wait. No. And, and you know, your, your goal in this life
0: is not to arrive at death, death's door safely. You're, that's not the goal. It's not like you just like, Oh, I'm alive and now I'm going to die. And whatever happened in between, well, fuck it. I mean, I like to think about that. I want, I want people to remember me after I die. I want to have some type of legacy. Um, You know, yes, my animatronic corpse is going to go on display after I die. That's going to be a total sideshow thing. But I do want people, I want my daughter to be proud of me. I want her to say, you know, look what my mom did. She went and started her own business. And she instilled in me that, you know, anything's possible. You can go do whatever it is that you want to do. So I want people to remember me. There's a whole point to this. It's not just doing it for
1: money. Right. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's... That's a great question. It wasn't a question, but it it brought a great question to my mind. Why do we do what it is that we do? And I am everything I do. Here's my, okay, I'm gonna back up and tell you a little story. So I used to be a 925er, like most of us, and I would sit in traffic on the freeway and there were days that I uh, almost cried. I'm not a crier, but I sat there and I felt as if I might cry. I would sit there and think in a normal, in another situation, a normal person would cry about this. But, um, yeah. And I would be on my way to work and I would fucking hate my life. And I would, you know, uh, there was one job that I went to that I would literally like pull over the car, throw up, continue on my way to work. I hated it that much, but I didn't know what else I could do. I had no idea. I, okay. It was a lie. I had a ton of ideas, but I didn't know how to make the leap. And, um, So I went from nine to five job to nine to five job and trying all sorts of little different side hustles. I tried, tried selling shit on Etsy for a while. This actually, no, this was before Etsy. I tried selling crafts before Etsy. Good luck with that shit. (laughs) Yeah. And then finally one day it was in, I want to say 2008, I decided, you know what I could do, I could use my, one of my old skills, which was photography that I learned in high school, like so many of us do. And that's something I could make a business out of. So I started, you know, building a portfolio, getting, getting that together. I still couldn't make the leap though. And so I sat on the freeway every fucking day on my way to work, almost crying. And then I would get to work and I would dick around at work. I would drink coffee and I would go on forums and learn about photography. And I would just dream, dream, dream my little heart out. And you know where I would be if uh if I hadn't gotten laid off, I would probably still be there. Right. Now here that's an interesting thing because
0: while you're telling that story, I thought about it in terms of what what has to motivate you when you don't get laid off and you're like I got a job, it's stable, it's not going anywhere and it allows me to have my income, but then you have to make that choice at some point of like, well, I'm going to go after this because if I don't do it, I am going to be so full of regrets and I'm going to hate myself.
1: That's yeah. It. You, you really will live that. There was nothing, you know, it was a bad day. The day that I got laid off, I felt really bad. I felt really angry. It was not my, it was nothing to do with my fault. It's a really long story, but there was a hurricane involved and that is true. But, um, I'll tell you later. It's a stupid story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: My layoff story didn't involve a hurricane. This one's got to be good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's not that good. I worked at a tile manufacturer and one of our main plants was in Mexico and uh, it got wiped out by a hurricane. So the production was way low. So we didn't have fucking tile to sell. So they had to cut all sorts of personnel. And of course they cut the personnel who make a decent amount of money who do the fluffy stuff. And as a showroom manager and designer, they're like, Oh, well you're, you know, you don't fucking drive a forklift. Therefore you're fluff.
0: Wow. Anyway. Yeah. My, Thank my, my layoff story isn't quite as good. And that's, I mean, it's just like, I think about what did I, the company was going through a bad time. It was a furniture, commercial furniture manufacturer. They're going through a bad time. Um, but I think I, kind of outstead myself from getting laid off by, you know, calling the, it was a family business. So I would call some of the, well, just one member of the family. I called him stupid. That was his nickname. And then they found out about it. And then I told him I was becoming an alcoholic because the, yeah, I did. It was, I had to sit down with the owner and he's like, tell me, how can we improve this business? And I went through all these ideas and I said, but it doesn't really matter because none of you guys listen to us anyway. So I go home and drink my sorrows about how how much better this business could be, but nobody gives a shit. And I think that probably led to my ouster.
1: I wonder. I wonder if that had something to do with it.
0: It probably did. I'm thinking it did. But you know, at the, at, at the time I was kind of pissed because it was also weird. They took all my coworkers out into the factory and I was left alone in the office. And it was like, Alicia, we need you to come down. Okay. This is kind of fucking weird. Where is everybody? And I was is it a surprise oh, birthday party. I totally had that thought. I was like, Oh, it's going to be a surprise party. And then it was like, Oh, we've got to lay you off. And I'm like, Wow, I didn't see that coming at all. Wait, there's no cake? There's no cake?
1: No one to carry my box down? Ah! Oh my God. So yeah, the point is we were both nine to fivers in shitty situations. And you know what, guys? It doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to get shoved out onto your feet. You don't even have to get out. Let's think about this. You, nine to five friend, Uh, who's probably not listening because we talked to a lot of entrepreneurs, but if you are listening to this because you are a friend or you, you kind of think you might want to be an entrepreneur, you could start a side hustle. And it's always good. You need to keep that income coming in. You know,
0: it's dumb to dump income. I mean, hello, you need the money. Might as well keep it. Doesn't mean think about how many hours that like, we'll go back to that dude who was inferring that must be nice to be me. Um, And it's like, well, what do you do in your spare time? Well, this person, he also has his own side hustle. Uh, But (laughs) his side hustle doesn't actually produce as much money as he likes his Facebook friends to feel that it does. He likes to pretend he's a baller with this side hustle. In all actuality. The true story that the Facebook friends don't know is he's not a baller at all. It's called like making peanuts on the side hustle, um, which at some point you do need to acknowledge that maybe that that dream you had, you need to rejigger how that's working for making money. Um, but yeah, it's like he has a side hustle. He's not gonna make. He's not gonna be a bazillionaire from it because he's stupid about how to do business. Um, and that's okay. I mean, you can always rejigger your dream, and you can it's make. True.
1: I mean, think about I will say, this guy is kind of a schmo. I know who you're talking about. He is, he's a fool, but, uh, he, at least he went out there and did the damn thing. You know, um, there are so many people out, so many people in the world who are sitting at their desk right now, listening to a shitty podcast from two crazy bitches. (laughs) fuck! I wish I could be doing this with my time instead of sitting here looking at an Excel spreadsheet or whatever the hell they're doing. Um, and those people, those are the ones who need to realize that dreams, they, they don't wait for you as you are sitting there, putting in your hours, punching your time card, whatever it is, wishing you were somewhere else. You are aging, my friend, your cells are aging. You're getting some wrinkles, you are getting old and you are going to die sitting in that chair with your spreadsheet. Yeah. And then think about like,
0: cause you know how I am, I'm always thinking about death cause I wanted to be a mortician and why didn't I go after that dream? Oh, I, I remember know. why. One, there's only one college in California that offers mortuary science. And number two, I realized I'd probably have to work on children. And that was like, oh, no, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I didn't do it. If I could only work on fucked up individual adults, then I would, you know, do that. Yeah. Anyhow, that's another mortician business. I only work on fucked up adults. Um,
1: yeah, knits <laughs> down, baby, knits down.
0: Yeah. Um... But you, you, fuck, I lost my whole point. I got all excited about the mortuary sciences. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. I, that's like another side note. It reminds me of when I took my um, NCIDQ test, right? And there's the practicum part of it where you actually have to draw. And it was for a mortuary. And I was like, oh, heaven set, it's meant to be. That was the best thing ever.
1: That's ridiculous, dude. <laughs> Did they give you a good grade on that? Or were they like, no, fit in the box.
0: No, I pass that motherfucker. Boom. Because it's like, that's right up my alley. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think when you're thinking about it, like is is when you have your funeral, is your boss going to come to your funeral and say, damn it, Daniel, he was the best spreadsheet. (laughs) motherfucker i've ever had he just knew how to make those excel formulas like no one else and i oh i don't know what i'm gonna do now i just daniel was such the heart and soul of our business when he measured all our widgets so valiantly
1: no you know what's gonna happen when you drop dead in your chair daniel your boss is going to hire someone younger who will work for less money and walk over your corpse or like kick it and be like get the fuck out of the way that's what's going to happen. Your company doesn't... They may appreciate you in some ways, but it's not... It, if, if that you, doesn't feed your soul, don't be like, Oh, they need me here. No, they fucking don't.
0: No, they pay you. That's how they appreciate you. It's yeah. like you provide the service, they're going to pay you. But beyond that, don't think your boss is going home and thinking about ways to improve your life. They don't give a shit. They're going home in the Rolls Royce and um, <laughs> doing lines of Coke on a table. I don't know what they're doing, but... <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Is your boss like a member of the Beverly Hillbillies or no, I guess they didn't have any coke Or Rolls-Royce. I don't think so. I've had lots of jobs. I'm trying to think No, I don't even think any of them had a Rolls-Royce. Maybe that was my problem. Yes. <laughs> I needed a cokehead with a Rolls-Royce to be the CEO
1: <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> So clearly, clearly, yes, if you are a nine to fiver, you can aspire to do lines of Coke and drive a Rolls Royce, but, um, not at the same time, not, oh my God, that would be so dangerous. It would, where would you put the line of Coke? i not, I don't really know how to do Coke, but I assume that there's, there's like a flat surface and you have to like sniff it, right? You haven't seen it in movies or watched you intervention seen it in movies, but like you have to have a coffee ta- a glass top coffee table. Cause you're a dirt bag. You could do it on your cell phone Oh if,
0: if you're in a pinch. But if I'm in my car, I can't touch my cell phone.
1: What? <laughs> it's against a lot to touch your cell phone, even if it's just to do coke off. There's a hands-free law, you know. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, California. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Are you still with us if you've listened this far? We appreciate you so much. Um, let's go ahead and pretend that you're not a nine to 5er, and you kind of started your side hustle or you have your full on hustle going on and you look around and you're like, you know what? This isn't what I thought it would be. Um, I, let's, let's talk to the interior designers because it's an example that we all understand. Uh, you do residential interior design and you are known for your traditional homes and you walk around the latest one you did and you want to blow your brains out because you're like, this shit's ugly. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're good at it. If it's not feeding your soul, if it's not the thing that you want to be doing, if you're like, you know what, fuck this. I want to do set design for movies. You need to go do that thing. You need to tiptoe your way over there and jump and get, like, do the thing. Oh, yeah. Like,
0: I think, too, when you think about, like, even if you're just, like, coming out of college and you're like, oh, I got this degree, what do I want to do with it? It's like there, there's so many more different avenues that you probably haven't even considered that you could go down. I mean, like, I thought about, like, when I was getting my degree in design, the only thing I wanted to do was do model home design. I, I was never thinking that I wanted to go into commercial interiors, I was never thinking I wanted to do residential. I was just like, model homes, because I'm addicted to model homes. And so that's what I did. I went and worked, but I was a CAD designer. I didn't get to hang with the real designers. Oh, I didn't stay there long enough to move up. By eight months, I had enough of the Orange County bitches. True story. Yes. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Orange County is its own its own little world. But yeah, even you I guess that's another an interesting facet is that your dream can change. Um, obviously, minded. I was a photographer, and I poured my heart and soul into that. And then one day, I was just like, you know what, this isn't fucking it for me anymore. I don't want to compete in this industry. I don't want. It's not that I didn't want to compete in the industry. It's that I just. I started paring away any of the shit that didn't matter. I don't like taking photographs of families because the dad bitches the whole time. The kid is wearing fucking Crocs, and meanwhile, you know, the baby has snot on its face. I don't enjoy that, so I cut it out. Um, I, when I went into the uh, to the concept of a photography career, I was like, I'll sh- do anything in it. Like, I'll I'll do anything. Gross. I, I'll shoot anything. Um, but as time went on, I readjusted my dream to fit where I actually did want to be. Right. So,
0: and, and, and you think about it, it's okay to switch. It's all yeah. good because yeah. that's how you find that dream,
1: what the real one is. Yeah. Or, and it's not to say that the old dream wasn't real. It was real. It just doesn't fit my life anymore. You need to, as a human being, you're an organism on the planet earth and you are going to grow and you are going to change and it's okay. And you need to let that happen. Stop trying to stick in that one container your whole life.
0: Yes. And I can we also mention the thing about the dream? Dreaming big is good, but do not think for a moment that you are going to get that all accomplished at once and then let it deter you from continuing on. Um, like you have this big ass goal. You're going to do all these different things and basically save the world, but you can't save the world tomorrow. You have to work up to saving the world. So knowing that it takes time, don't let it deter you because it's always going to take time to grow this thing. And if you're doing it as a side
1: hustle, it's going to take even longer. And you know what about that though, the time's going to happen anyways. All that time that you are sitting at work wishing you were working on your side hustle. um, Okay, cool. That's great. Go home and do not fucking turn on Netflix. Do not. No, you're, use the, use that dream. Don't let that dream like fester in you and like come out like green goo later when you're dead or whatever. Um, it's a lot of talk about death today. <laughs> yeah, no, you actually, you have to, here's, here's what you do. You acknowledge that you have a dream, you create a plan and then you work towards it and, and then you're living the dream and you're no longer at your shitty nine to five. Yeah, it, it's, you know. You think
0: about, too, like, I don't know if you've ever, I don't even remember their names. It's a a husband-wife team, and the husband was in jail. While he was in jail, he worked on his business plan because he was doing the time anyway. And he is like, I'm going to figure out how to run this business when I get out of jail. And so he wrote his business plan. He was using all of his time effectively, which, you know, would make, good sense. I mean, so anytime I ever go to jail and no one bails me out, I'll be working on business ideas because I think that's a proper way to use your
1: time. It does. It seems like a good idea.
0: It is, you know? And so like, he's very successful now with his, um, business, which I forget what the hell that is too. But, um, his story stuck with me because it's like he had to do the time, but he didn't want that time to go to waste and, you know, watching Netflix or playing fucking Pokemon go. If you're doing that and you're an adult, we have to talk. Um, all of those things that are time wasters, like what could you be doing to be making money?
1: Yes. Or, or just moving towards the dream. Even if the dream is not making money, my dream is making money. I'm going to put that right out there. I love to make money. And I know that money is part of the life that I want to live. But if your dream is fucking learning to surf, that you don't have to, you, you need to Find a way to get your ass to the beach and then surf. Not sit there in your office or, you know, flipping channels, just living every day of your life wishing you were doing something else. That is the biggest fucking mistake I've ever heard.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you think about it too, I thought about I wanted to learn how to sing. There was two motivators I wanted to learn how to sing because someone, I won't mention who, said I couldn't sing. And um, the other motivation was that I thought, oh, maybe with if I – feel more confident within my singing, I would feel more confident to go message about my business. Uh, I think I went to probably three singing lessons. Um, and after like the first lesson, she's like, oh, you actually have a pretty good voice. But she told me like where I was and I was like, yeah, that's essentially man range for when I sing. So I, I think I sound like B. Arthur when I sing probably. <laughs> uh, and Then I went to the next lesson and it was like, okay, I do know how to sing. This is not actually what I needed to be doing with things that like I've always wanted to do bucket list shit, but I at least tried it and I was like, okay, I got what it's about. I don't actually want to continue with it, but it was good to try it because I crossed something off my list.
1: You're not sitting there in your chair going, I wish I could know how to sing. Right. Yeah. Like everything you like that. Oh my God. This is just like the podcast of memes today or something, but everything you want is on the other side of fear. Yes. On the other side of fear and inertia. Inertia does keep your ass in the chair way longer than it should.
0: Inertia. And like, usually the inertia for me, it was always around thinking and overthinking, you know, just stuck in the okay, well, I'm going to do this. And it was one of two things. Well, I'm going to think about it, and then I'm going to think out like 8,000 steps ahead before mm. I even got to step one. Or it's like, oh, I'm going to think about this. Oh, what if that happens? What if that happens? What if that happens? Oh, I can't do it. This is going to be too fucking scary.
1: Yeah. Okay, so the inertia and the fear go hand in hand sometimes. Mm. Like the anxiety feeds the inertia, feeds the anxiety, feeds the inertia. I'm impressed that I was able to say that.
0: And I thought of a way to tie it back to Coke, because if you were on Coke, I've never been on Coke, but I'm assuming it would give you fucking balls. I'm not not advocating that anyone do Coke. I'm just assuming that Coke gives you balls.
1: This is like the third time you mentioned Coke in two days, so...
0: Well, because yesterday that Eric Clapton cocaine song count came on and I was like, is this cocaine song a result of being on cocaine or is this what it's like being on cocaine? And I'm thinking it's not either way. I just wondered why his song sounded like that when he was talking about cocaine because it's kind of a speedy drug, right?
1: As far as I know, is, is it like a sl- I don't even know if I've heard the song. Is it like a slow song? You've never heard cocaine by
0: Eric Clapton?
1: I don't think I have. Where the
0: fuck have you been living? <laughs>
1: I don't know. Okay, go. My go parents listen to a lot minute. of jazz music, okay? Wait, do you listen to like douchey jazz or like cool okay. jazz? Me personally, I don't really. I like old, old, old jazz, like, you know, 1920s. But my parents, sorry to let you guys know, uh, my parents had records with like Kenny G. Oh,
0: yeah. see, my sister one time, she bought me a Michael Sanborn um, album. Okay. and. Yes. That is because I play saxophone, so she thought I'd enjoy it. But I'm like, this is kind of douchey. I would rather listen to Boots Randolph, but thanks.
1: Right. Here you go, you giant fucking nerd. Here's another giant fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So I haven't listened to Eric Clapton because my parents listen to jazz and other, other shit too. But uh, yeah, uh, this is one of our famous detours. We're talking about dreams today. If your dream is to be a jazz musician, apparently you can go fuck yourself because it's for nerds. <laughs> but anything else you actually need to do it you actually need to stop letting whatever it is that stops you you got to get past it and i want to ask you if you is there a way to leave a comment on an on a podcast i don't think so well, if you, if you want to have this conversation, you need to come to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash B3 Society. If you want to talk about this with us, if you want to talk about the thing that's stopping you from your dream, if you're a nine to fiver, if you've started a side hustle, if you have a full hustle, if you are gay and you want to come out of the closet, whatever it is, it's your fucking dream that you can't get to. Come over to the Facebook page. Yeah. Or if you're a douchey jazz player. If you're a douchey jazz player named Joanne and you're mad
0: at us. Come leave us a comment. Or Daniel, the spreadsheet master.
1: Come talk to us. <laughs> we want to talk to you too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The the, the the thing about this, the whole point is, oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. So I told you the, lay, the layoff story. Yes. And then I didn't tell you the point of the layoff story. So the point of the layoff story, why I'm here today, why I'm sitting in this fucking chair, I could have gotten another job. I could have you know, done any one of a million things. I could have served any one of a a million audiences. I am a copywriter and communications coach because I like helping people get from their fucking shitty nine to five to their dream. That is why I do what I do. That is because I went through that and I got, you know, dumped on my ass and I woke up one day and I was like, well, fuck, I guess I better start living this dream right now. And I've been through all those emotions. That is why I do what I do, so that I can help other people through that transition. I want you to get to your dream.
0: Yes, and I can say my last story did. That it just ended with another job. It <laughs> it just went to another job, but um, yeah. I don't think yeah. For me, it was just I got you know stay at home mom, and I got tired of um, watching Caillou and Elmo, and uh, decided I should be trying to make money with my degree, and then you know, twist and turns and now I'm in a way different arena than I was when I started out. But I think at the end of the day, it was always about helping other people, whether it was designing their homes and helping to bring out what they saw they needed in their home, you know, kind of translating their soul into interiors and furnishings and spaces so they could have their moments in. But then it became like, oh, I want to help people like me since no one was there to fucking help me. So,
1: yeah, yes. Yeah. And you know what, by the way, that's a huge sub audience we haven't even talked about is the stay at home moms, the stay at home moms. Just so you know, if your kids are under five, uh, your life fucking sucks. And I know it and I'm sorry, but it's just going to suck. If you want to try to start a business while your life is sucking more power to you, wait a couple of years, it gets better. I promise.
0: And, yeah. Unless you have somebody who maybe can go take your kids for, you know, some hours away so you can focus, but until they get into school, it's gonna be really fucking hard to focus.
1: Yes, absolutely. But that doesn't mean you should not do it. That that means right now is the time to start the planning part of the process, to start the build-up. Because as soon as your kids go to school, it's like a whole new world and you wanna be ready when it happens. If you have a dream in you, whatever your fucking circumstances, if you're Daniel with the spreadsheets or you know, Mary with the kids or Joanne the shitty saxophone player, you need to create your fucking- <laughs> And start working toward your dream, because I swear to you, I swear to God, it is doable.
0: I think in our last episode, Joanne was in a shitty saxophone player.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I- if you don't know who Joanne is, you need to go listen to the last episode. Uh, and if, you, if you're if like, I don't care, you guys are morons, that's cool. I don't why you are you listen, listen to our last episode.
0: Um, yeah, I, but that reminded me, when you were talking about that, I was like, I kind of forgot I was a stay-at-home mom. Because um, it, it was like, wow, that time's come and gone. And I did have at the time, I when she was about four, and she went to preschool for a couple hours, I only sent her to preschool so she could socialize with other humans besides me, hoping that she wouldn't catch on to how snarky her mother really was. And I would start building on my business then. But I also had the false idea in my mind that, you know, in one year, by the time she got back to school, that I would have this, like, booming money-making empire. Um, and I, yes, I had time to work on my business, but within that year, because of that limited availability where I had to sit down and watch fucking Caillou and wonder where, why his parents never worked... Um, It was like, it was more about like thinking and strategizing and doing little bits at a time. So when the kid went to school, it was like, boom, almost like I did a line of crack. I had all this free time and I had energy.
1: Yeah, did you, can crack be in lines or is that only coke? I thought crack had to be smoked. I thought it was crack cocaine. Crack is like a derivative of cocaine. It's like cheap cocaine or something. Yeah, I'm like
0: trying to pretend you know nothing about drugs. You obviously know slightly more about drugs than I do. I watch a lot of Law and Order, okay? Oh, I only watched Intervention, but I still don't understand it because every time we'd watch it, I'm all, why are they putting it in a tube and boiling it? I don't Which one is that?
1: Uh, well, you can actually, okay, so you can actually smoke meth or coke or crack. Out a tube? Huh? Out of a tube. Ye- yeah well okay so are we talking about like the spoon and the straw are we talking about the crack pipe or oh, the crack pipe that's what i yes yeah. crack pipe so um wow way off topic way because we went from stay-at-home moms to crack pipes like we do um <laughs> But yeah, whatever, God, whatever stage of life you're in, if you are sitting there crying in traffic, if you are sitting there going, I fucking hate Caillou, wherever you are, use the pockets of time you have because your dream is not fucking waiting for you and you need to go after that shit or you will die. Spreadsheet, car, Caillou, come on. You will.
0: And you will be pissed and you will probably hate your life. And then you'll start like being really shitty to your partner. You need to start being shitty to random strangers with purple hair. That too. Well, I maybe I would be pissed if I was the Costco sample woman too.
1: God, the Costco sample woman is a bitch. Pat, you're a bitch. <laughs> there was a shout out. <laughs> I'm going to put you in the show notes, Pat. But yeah, no, seriously, you if you if you uh, There's no time like the present. All all these memes, all these aphorisms exist for a reason. All right? Get off your ass and go do shit. Please. Please do it. Please do it. And not for yourself. Do it for
0: your friends and family because if you're sulking around as a bitter Betty... People are going to be
1: like, dude, don't want to hang with them anymore. They're bunk. And you know what? You, could, you have the opportunity to be a leader. Here's where you and I, it comes back to me and Alicia because it is our fucking show. <laughs> but people tell us we're brave. People tell us they admire us. People tell us they want to be like us. And we're like, whatever. We're not that cool. But to them, we are because we got off our ass. We used that time to plan and we actually did some shit. Don't you want to be that? Don't you want to be the person who's like, you, you want to be Bitter Pat the Costco lady? or do you want to be someone that people look up to there's only one step in between and that is do some shit
0: yes do some shit do some sorry shit. sometimes yeah. i get like a little little no i enjoy it i was just trying to figure out if there was a song like that said like do some shit i don't know get shit done somebody should write a song like that if they haven't yet
1: i don't see why they yes clearly somebody needs to work on this i it better not be a country song
0: what is your deal hating on country? I just bought a Mickey Gilley song from Urban Cowboy because I hadn't heard it
1: in like forever. I don't even know what that is. Those words. Like, Do you know Urban Cowboy? Is that the movie with John Travolta?
0: Yes. Okay. Did you ever watch it? No. It's really kind of like a bogey story, but you should watch it just because it's like, so it's almost like, like teenage romance level, like V.C. Andrews action almost. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man, if your dream is to write disgusting, shitty teenage romance novels, get some shit done. If your dream is to be a country singer, get off your ass and do some shit. If your dream is to follow me and Alicia around the internet, go to facebook.com slash B3 Society, complain it. You know what? First, you're going to do first things first, go like the fucking page. Second things second, leave us a comment and tell us what, what phase of this you're at.
0: Yes, third, go subscribe on iTunes to the podcast. Give us like stars or likes or whatever the fuck they have on iTunes. Um, And then go check out our website. You can see um, past podcasts there. Um, You can check out more about us, what we do when we're not sitting here shooting shit and going off topic like crazy while we're bringing you valuable information at www.b3society.com.
1: Yes. That doesn't sound like a very manly range. It sounded kind of female to me.
0: Well, I only put on the female songs for like this kind of stuff. I don't really get into like, because, okay, sometimes it's B. Arthur, but sometimes I sound like Cher as well. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's pretty good. Cher is pretty famous and stuff. Yeah, except I don't have that. Remember when she did that song? Was it If I Could Turn Back Time and she's on the like Navy boat thing? And she had that, um, that leotard, the black one, where it was really thick. Oh, yeah. Ew, I remember that. That's like a lot of waxing going on
1: there. You could be that for Halloween. I'm not going to get wax that much. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. Go hit us up all over the internet. Uh, iTunes, our website, and Facebook. And tell us how much you love us. And we will come back and give you more good info. That's how it works. All right? So go out there and get some shit done. Yes. Get some shit done and
0: tell all your friends you're getting shit done. They'll hold you accountable. All right, guys. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the B3 Society Busy Business Bitches podcast with your host, Alicia Wicker and the fab Misha Hetty. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at B3 Society and on our website at as in boy, the number 3 societycom See you there.